The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Coal Investment Group and its staff. Coal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning and welcome. This is the Retirement Clinic, WISN, Milwaukee, WIBA in Madison with your host, Jeff Kowal, president of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. That's what they do. And that's what we talk about, retirement, your retirement. Jeff, happy new year. Good morning. Happy new year to you, Paul. Here we are, another year, a new year. Jeff, we've been doing this since 2001. Yeah, this will, I was just thinking about this. It'll be 20 years, so... If you think about the 50 shows a year for 20 years, that's a 1,000 shows we've done or will have done by the time we hit the anniversary. Are you getting sick of me yet? No, I like love a- it. <laughs> and uh, you come, at, at, to your credit, every day you come in enthused about ready to do another live show. And that's uh, that really is, you can say, yeah, let's do rebroadcast or let's... Uh, Oh, um, no. Let's pre-record it. But no, you're ready to come in and take phone calls. And we are, so it is a lot of fun. We are always live, Jeff, on, on Saturdays with your show. And that means we're going to take your calls. So if you've got questions, you want to talk to Jeff. In fact, i got phone lines lighting up right now. I'm trying to get them on. Spencer, you can deal with the phone calls. <laughs> phone. Spencer's pulling double duty and he's printing out our papers here, Jeff. That means it's time to get started. All yep. right. On your show today, first off, first show of the new year, uh, there are some changes and updates, I believe, RMDs. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. We'll handle it right at the end of the show. So stick around for the entire show. We have new RMD rules for 2021 and 2022. So you're going to want to stick around for that. The sexy segment, you know, the holidays are pretty difficult for a lot of people. It sometimes causes um, family strife and divorce. I want to talk about that and splitting up a retirement plan. Well, then you add the COVID to it and not many families are getting together like the tradition normally would allow. Some some are forced to stick together more often because of COVID. And that sometimes (laughs) doesn't cause that's right so we'll, we'll address that <laughs> i did a show jeff um uh three weeks ago i think it was and it was talking about the divorce rate in wisconsin since march it's up 34 percent. that's amazing yeah and, and it's mainly due to what you just said a husband and wife with each other all day long every day they're not used to that but for tax purposes there are financial reasons uh, retirement plans and other things, financial reasons why you have to pay attention to that. It's very emotional at that time. When you go through a divorce, I'm sure it's very emotional, uh, with especially if there are kids involved. But even with later term divorces, it can be pretty bitter. And even mm-hmm. if there's a dime on the table, they're going to be fighting about it. A lot of emotions. A lot of emotions. So you have to take <laughs> some of the emotion out of it. You have to certainly be aware of the tax consequences of splitting up a retirement plan, um, uh, the control of the assets, how much you're entitled to, all that stuff. So we're going to address that in the sexy segment. I'm sorry. I just had a. I oh, got to say this. <laughs> and this is kind of inappropriate. Not a, It's not inappropriate, but it's the beginning of the movie Wedding Crashers with Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson and their divorce attorneys. Oh. And they're trying to do a settlement at the table and it's going awful. They're fighting over uh, mileage, over, over flight. They're fighting over everything. Yep. And then uh, Vince Vaughn turns it around and says, you know, remember the good times? And then he gets them to kind of reconcile a little bit. It's the opening scene though. And I think of that when I think of divorces, you fight over everything. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, first off, the emotions cloud judgment, Jeff, and they get rather ugly. Well, there are a number of things. And also, you know, especially this last year, there's been a higher amount 
at least in our case, we've had more clients die. We've had, and you know, we, there are settlements. There, there are, even though there are beneficiary designations, somebody feels like they're getting slighted or hurt, even if there's a couple bucks on the table. Even if so it's just, done with a trust and they got yeah, well, it all. Well, that helps a lot. Uh, it really does. But there are still going to be some hard. It could be hard feelings yeah. if there's something that wasn't accounted for in the wills. If there's uh, a little trinket that's outside that you know says mom right. said I was supposed to get it. Yeah, you know just things like that. Yeah, dad's gun. They, he said that was my gun. My, when my grandfather passed, uh, it was pretty simple. But we got you know, a lot of his shotguns and for hunting and stuff like that. He was a big outdoorsman. Jeff, there were no hard feelings. We we took them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually really cool because I got grandpa's guns. But uh, it, unless it's all spelt out, and doesn't that go to what you talk about often on the retirement clinic? Communication That's is right. key. With the retirement planning, but not, it's not only to do the actual planning, but also to reduce it to writing. So you can have everything in order in your mind, what you want to have happen if something happens to you. But if you, when it actually does happen, it only works if it's reduced to writing. So we talk about that a lot. This last year was a great year in the markets. We'll talk about, we'll start with that. And uh, if you're planning on retiring in 2021, we'll move to that. Uh, but yeah, you, you have to, reducing it to writing, planning for it, good markets, bad markets, uh, during all times, plan for it and then reduce it to writing. Uh, and also I want to mention this. We are live on WISN on the second of January 2021. That's going to get hard to... It always takes me about three months oh, yeah. to say the right and writing checks out and doing yep. all the right stuff. So 2021 is here. Your questions, as always, welcome on the Retirement Clinic. Any question, if it has to do with your investments, 401k plan, social security, taxes, estate planning. We mentioned a trust, trust and wills, life insurance, IRAs, you name it. If it's about you and your retirement, Jeff Kowal at 799-1130. The Academic Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1130. All right, let's talk about just to wrap up the markets for last year and what we're hoping for for this year. If you had your money in the markets, at least in some degree, to some degree in 2020, uh, you're a happy camper. Your investment and your retirement accounts went up. Um, the, S, the, the Dow, uh, if you remember, Paul, around... Uh, uh, end of February, beginning of March was around nine. Uh, I'm sorry, twenty nine thousand five hundred. I think it was twenty nine four one four, if I remember correctly. It dropped down to about eighteen thousand five hundred. So that was a drop of over ten thousand points on the Dow Jones Industrial Average, and everybody was saying it could, could go lower. Uh, you know, we aggressively started putting money back in at that point, and we ended up the year went back up from eighteen five up to thirty thousand six oh six. That's where we ended the year at thirty thousand six oh six. Again, a seven point three for the year. You did the uh, market reports, the business updates on Mark Belling show uh, this week, and yep. uh, you, those are live. So I talked to you because I produced yep. that show, and I remember you talking about we're ending with record highs of all time. Yeah, who'd have thunk it back in November and uh, March? Right. And people were so cautious at that time. You kind of had to wait till the fall till a lot of people got their legs under them and decide. Yeah, this really is turning around. And a lot of it had to do with the COVID vaccine uh, and, and Trump's opera, Operation Warp Speed and the fact that every day you had news coming out about a potential either a cure or a vaccine. So that was a big part of it. The S&P 500 was up 11 uh, was up 16.3% for the year. So again, that that's a broader base. That's at the top 
the, the, three, the 500 largest companies in the U.S. That was 16.3%. Tech-heavy Nasdaq was most impressive. It was up almost 44%, 43.6% for the year. Those are all the hot stocks. A lot of it can be attributed to some of the stay-at-home stocks like uh, Overstock.com, Peloton. Um, a lot of people were into that. Zoom video. Make sure you have that Zoom video. Uh, Amazon. A, a year ago, had you said that? I would have said, what are you talking yep. about? Now everybody either has heard of Zoom or uses Zoom. Yep. But the, the stock is Zoom video. Amazon, Netflix, all those. Tesla was up 700%. Now that's not a stay-at-home stock. But uh, it, but that was a more of a momentum type of stock where everybody jumped on the bandwagon. So for the year, Tesla was up 700%? That's unbelievable. Yep. Musk is now the second richest man in America. Yeah, that's oh, he that passed right? Bill Gates. Holy cow! He surpassed Bill well, Gates. Well, I'm not surprised at that. But um, again, that's a seems to be a great company, great product for the people that I know that own those, love them. Um, so that's uh, uh, revolutionary with that. But again, a lot of stay-at-home stocks drove the markets. A lot of technology stocks drove the markets this last year. Um, you know, when you're looking at your retirement accounts and your investment accounts, you think about is this the year you're going to retire? On the coalway.com, we have a a blog. It's actually one of, he said humbly, one of the best things I've ever it's, written. It's written by you. <laughs> yeah, of it, course it's it good. Is, but it is a great piece. It was really uh, uh, it's so timely now. It's six. It's eight things to consider if you plan to retire in 2021. We'll talk a little bit about it today. But if you want the entire context, uh, it's at the, the kowalway.com. Go take a look at that, especially with the markets up this year. People are con more considering retiring um, in 2021, uh, will the because because of the record closes, Jeff. Because sometimes some of it is the record closes. Some of it had to do with COVID last year, um, but we had that at the end of the, the prior year too, when the markets were hitting highs. We had more inquiries about. You know, I've been looking at this certain number, and if I hit this certain number, I was thinking of retiring, whether it's two million, two and a half, a million, whatever it and, is. And they hit it. We're gonna, and you hit it. Yeah. Wow. So now, do you really, do you really think about that? And there are some things to consider, both emotionally and financially. What probably seemed impossible in March, when COVID hit and the Absolutely. markets were down, whatever it was, what forty percent, Jeff, for some people and their plans. What seemed virtually impossible ended up happening, and they can now retire. Yes, and some were forced to it. There was an article. I'm trying to see where I got this from. Yeah, here's the door. So I think this was CNBC. <laughs> Thanks for the service. Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, radio. COVID, my business, Jeff, was hit hard this yeah. year. It just was. There are some businesses that did remarkably well, like the ones we just talked about, and some that didn't, like yours. Uh, you were talking, I think, a week or so ago about all the furloughs. Uh, yeah, uh, I heard uh, cutting positions. You sure. know, I got to be careful here. I don't want to lose my position, but it's not a secret. Well, um, yeah, and I think we Bill took was a talking hit. about it this week too about yeah. how all the part timers and he said there aren't that many part timers left no. to fill spots. No, so. it's a staff that if you've made it, it's because you're inessential, and I hate that term, Jeff. Yeah, I hate the term essential, but in some cases it holds true. It is what it is. Yeah. So well, this was. By the way, can the I just mention WISN is the number one rated station in Milwaukee? That's awesome. Congratulations yeah. again. I know it has to do with the Saturday morning shows, especially the 10 o'clock slot. Of, that's really what's <laughs> that's the driving thrusting the numbers. Yeah. The numbers. But um, it was probably my best year in 30 years from a ratings perspective. Oh, good for you. Congratulations. Yeah. 
Yeah, everybody at WI. So Across the board, exciting. O'Donnell, yeah. Jay, Vicky, and Mark. Wow, yeah, fantastic! Congratulations, and yes, you can. So that's you know your your ratings are up, the employees are down, and a lot of people are a lot of companies are finding that to be true. One of the primary reasons this is an article from CNBC that talked about uh, workers during the pandemic. It said um, one of the primary reasons people who lost their jobs as a result of the virus are choosing not to look for new work is because they decided to retire early. That's according to a recent paper from University of Chicago. Uh, early retirement is a major force in accounting for a decline in labor force participation. Labor force participation is the number of people that are actually looking for jobs. Um, before it was, during the Obama year, President Obama years, it was because of... Um, uh, the, the fact that fewer people were looking for jobs because there were fewer jobs to have. Yeah. And they were disappointed. They So they just dropped off of the workforce after a while. Now their labor force participation rate is going down because people have reached an age in COVID and they're afraid of, some of them, high sensitivity to seniors and the COVID virus it may reflect a part of the decision to leave employment earlier rather than to, to face the potential higher risk of working and, and getting the, the virus. So they would chose to retire instead. As in fact, older workers and near retirees are overrepresented in frontline professions like janitors, home health care aides, things like that are mostly older people. And he said, I'm not going to risk it. So a lot of older people, a lot of baby boomers decided instead of going back to work because of COVID, because of COVID, they yeah. decide to leave the workforce permanently. The uh, Boss Minute, which is with Aaron Kowal, coming up after this break. Uh, it's a minute long. That's why we call it the Boss Minute. Business owner savings and security. Coming up, the sexy segment with Jeff Kowal as well. The Kowal Investment Group with locations in Waukesha. Port Washington, Phoenix, and your latest in Racine. The latest in Racine is already two years old with a new building. Well, new, yeah, new building. Remodeled, right? Remodeled, yep. So yep. come on and visit us over there. Aaron Spitzner was on a few weeks ago, and he said it's got a great view of Highway 20. <laughs> How exciting is that, huh? <laughs> That's Spitzner. Yeah. yeah, he and Joe still filled in a couple of weeks ago. you got a great staff and great a great team. team. Yep. Uh, go to thekowalway.com for more information. And by the way, we are live. If you've got any questions on your retirement, call us now on the Acunet Mortgage. Talk and text number 414-799-1130. Now my bed sheets smell like you. Every day discovering something brand new. I'm in love with your body. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. As the new year begins, some small businesses may be taking advantage of the additional lifeline lawmakers included in the recently passed $900 billion COVID relief bill. A series of provisions aimed at small businesses brings more forgivable loans and the ability to take a tax write-off for covered expenses. The Paycheck Protection Program, originally established in the CARES Act, allows small businesses to apply for a loan to help keep their businesses running and employees on payroll. The PPP loan is eligible for forgiveness if at least 60% of the funds are used for payroll. Partial loan forgiveness may be available to those who don't meet the threshold. Any amounts that are not forgiven must be repaid and are subject to a 1% interest rate. 
The second PPP loan offers a maximum loan of $2 million and is available to small businesses that have fewer than 300 employees and can prove their revenues fallen by 25% or more. Lawmakers expanded eligibility to nonprofits and local newspapers, TV, and radio broadcasters, while publicly traded companies will be excluded. In addition, lawmakers added the ability to deduct covered expenses despite the Treasury's opposition. While this is welcome news for small businesses, there is still uncertainty whether states will adopt changes to the federal law or block PPP borrowers from claiming deductions on state tax returns. If you're a PPP loan borrower, give us a call to discuss these changes and any limitations that may have been placed by Congress or the state. That segment with Aaron Kowal, the boss minute for business owners' savings, Jeff, and their security about owning your retirement, not just your business. That's right. And there are lots, there's a lot that goes into it. Not only is it making the uh, revenue and having your business worth enough that a lot of business owners think that that's going to support them in retirement, but also what are tax aspects of selling your business or retiring? Uh, what asset, what assets do you need to put the money into to generate lifetime income for you? So once you've accumulated that wealth, how do you preserve it, grow it, take income from it, and pay it out to your heirs? It's an entire thing with the wealth management process with regard to uh, business owners. So, yeah, we're very active in that. Give us a call. And if 2021 is the year that you're going to look at selling your business, Tim Bullard was on a couple weeks ago. Great guy. Uh, who who knows what, about selling businesses, and then um, you know, when you get a lump sum from that, what do you do with it? We can help with that as well. Jeff, we have a lot to do in the show today, a lot of uh, items to cover. We mentioned your website, thekowalway.com. Do not forget the social media sites, which you can find linked directly to Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Just go to thekowalway.com. All right, Jeff. Um, and if people have questions, they can chime in. But you also have some things you need to get to. Yeah, uh, First show of the year, by the way. This is pretty exciting. Yeah. It's good to be back. And a lot of things are fresh in you. Uh, so that you have to you have to think about what you're going to do new and differently. And there was a nice article in the USA Today. I want to get to our Co-Wall Investment Group article as well, but there was a nice one in the USA Today. Pete the Planner, he, occasionally he does some pretty good stuff. And this one says, take these steps towards healthier pathway in 2021. And a couple of things he mentioned that, Paul, you and I have talked about this over and over again. Boost your 401k and lower your taxes. Your 2021 becomes instantly better when you owe less in taxes. This will result in either a lower tax payout payment come April or a more substantial tax refund. So talk about an instant boost in cash. So that says to go ahead and increase your retirement plan contributions by a percent or two and that you'll hardly notice it. This is a great time to do it. Another good time to do it is when you get a raise. But this I thought was pretty interesting because they put a pencil to it and said, for example, let's say you earn $50,000 annually and you want to increase your retirement plan contributions by 1%, if you get paid bi-weekly, increasing your contribution would decrease your gross pay by only $19 a pay period. Which is virtually nothing. Yeah, so if you're making hundred grand a year and you increase your pay, you increase your contribution to your 401k by 1%, and you get paid every other week, it'll decrease your pay by $38 gross. A month. A month. Uh, a pay period. A pay period, yeah. A pay period. So, wow. And you, you know that that adds up, and especially when we were talking about that you, re, you reach a point of critical mass where you have enough, and typically that's around, for a lot of us, it's around two hundred fifty dollars or $300,000. Once you accumulate that much money, 
in your account. Then if the market goes up or down significantly in a significantly in a year, in a month, in a quarter, you feel it there. Plus you're adding money to it on an ongoing basis. So you start growing that, that significant amount of money. Yeah, ten so percent of five hundred thousand is a lot more than ten percent of twenty five thousand. That's right. So you hit a certain point and it's at Holy cow, my account went up fifty grand in a year because I had five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars in my retirement plan. I remember Jeff, plus I made contributions. Back when I first started my four hundred one K plan, it was almost kind of not frustrating, but like there's no way I'll have a million dollars at retirement. I'm looking at I got a fifteen grand, I got twenty grand, all of a sudden you're in your mid twenties, then you're in your mid thirties. Yes. Then you're now I'm fifty four. Well, that critical mass is happening, Jeff. That's and right. it's been consistently just putting it away. And I you were there at March. <laughs> right. I panicked. That's I called right. you at COVID. And I said, "This is what's going on." Yep. You know, watching my account go down thousands a day. Yes. Yeah, and you, and said, you had to hang in there. Stay the course. Be stay aggressive, course. especially be aggressive at that time, because when you're buying in in March, where the markets were down twenty-five to forty percent, uh, you were buying at a huge discount. Yeah. So when you were buying in, and then the market goes up, all that first of all, all the money you had in there goes back up, plus the additional contributions you made. So that was, I mean, the thing is, I can tell people all day long, you act on it and you apply it. And those are the good things. Those are the the types of things that when people follow those types of suggestions and follow through on it, it it has an impact on it. There must be people that didn't, Jeff. Uh, stay the course. That did go to cash and panicked and got out. Right. Then they missed. For us, it was very few. You're right, because there was a lot of hand-holding at that time, but very few went to cash. Um, some bailed out for, for a portion of it or reallocate, which is fine. Don't bail completely because the market can turn on a dime. And, you know, so even if you go from, you know, if you have 70% stocks and back off to 30 or 40% stocks, at least you're in the market. So if the market turns around abruptly, you'll have a certain amount of money in the market. Do you mind sneaking in a few phone no, calls here? No, uh, we'll go start in Fort Atkinson. Tom, you're in WISN and WIBA, the retirement clinic. It's just hosted by Jeff Kowal. Good morning, Tom. Hi, Tom. Good morning. Um, I've got a question about Social Security. And specifically, once I start drawing Social Security, at what age is my wife able to claim half of that amount or how much can she claim? What age does she have to be to to do that? It's, you know, it's like making sausage. You don't want to see that process ultimately because there's... It is an ugly process, and it's not as clearly defined. If both of you were full retirement age at the time that you retire, then it's easy because she'd be able to get 50% of your Social Security benefit at that time. If either of you pulled money out before that, it may not be 50%, but it may be 45%. So that's where it gets a little bit more complicated, and you have a formula that the Social Security Administration can help you with. They are very good with that, too. So they'll be able to tell you. But uh, it, the easy answer is if full retirement age is 67 for you, when both of you are, are full retirement age, if your wife is too, then she can get 50% of your benefit. Okay. Any, right. any, any time before, that will be less than that. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks it's, for calling. It's a good question, Tom. And it's we often have Carol Richson on uh, regarding Social Security. We get a lot of questions. It does play into your retirement plan, but Jeff, it's it's not there as your retirement plan. That's not the intention of Social Security, is it? To be a, no, it's not to be your only sole source of uh, retirement income. Not at all. It's designed to supplement it. Um, you know, back in the day, people would have pensions, and uh, you know, I have another. 
article on that if we get to it today. There's a lot going on, Paul. But uh, yeah, if you can get to it. But people would have pensions, and then Social Security is just designed to be a, a supplement to that or to other savings that you have. It was never intended, never intended to be the sole source of retirement income. So that's why we encourage you to. But I think I, there's some Americans that do plan on yes. that. Yes. You know, that'll be there. That'll they, be my retirement plan. And they haven't paid attention, and some people have. And it's it's gotten less and less because the word has gotten out. A lot of companies have dropped their pension plans. And some people still think going into work or going, coming out of work that they're going to get a pension. You ain't going to get a pension. They dropped that 15 years ago. Yeah. And that's when they, you know, the, the key the key word there was you were going to, going to get an enhancement in your retirement plan, meaning they were going to dump your, for your pension plan. And they were going to give you at least a little bit more match, at least initially, into your 401k. Are you mainly talking private sector? Uh, private the exception sector, yes. would be yeah. police point, officers. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they still have pensions. Yeah. Um, and there are fewer companies that have pensions, but municipalities, state um, uh, teachers unions, things like that still have pensions. You have to pay attention to them because, as in Illinois, a lot of the pension plans are underfunded. I, and not to pick an Illinois, I'm just using that as yeah, an example. Yeah, but that's, they, the, they got in trouble down there. Yes, Remember um, Milwaukee County back in the Tom Ament days? Yep. Same thing. Yep. And there was some talk about people getting full pensions even during COVID, uh, that even though they didn't work, they were going to get full pension contributions to their city of Milwaukee pensions. So we're back to that again. Um, again, not that that's good or bad. It's just the way that it is. And you have to make sure that your pension plan is uh, funded. This Back to that article, Paul, just briefly. The problem with 2020 was that many people had a devastating march. And then, just as you mentioned, they scrambled deep into the fall to re- regain their financial footing. If that footing has returned, you should absolutely be intentional about swinging the momentum Back the other way. Take control of your retirement. Make sure you add another 1%, 2% if you can. This is a great time to do that. Uh, good fortune and bad fortune can happen to you randomly, but good financial planning can ensure your path forward uh, is more positive than negative. There's no guarantee that the markets are going to be good. But if you have a plan in place, that goes a lot of way towards helping you determine whether you are in a good position for retirement. Jeff, throughout 2020, after COVID hit, and we saw some furloughs, some positions being cut entirely, many people forced to work out of their home and not the office. We also heard stories about 401k matches being cut from employees. Are those coming back? What's the word? A number of things have changed. That 401k matches had gone away. Companies had stopped paying dividends completely or dramatically reduced the dividends. Both of those are coming back. It's all on a case-by-case basis. With the companies doing better, many companies doing better, uh, they're starting to reinstate the dividends uh, at a higher level and also uh, reinstating the company match. Some are not. Some are a little bit laggard in doing that, and some may have to do with their recovery from COVID. Okay. Um, can we sneak in one more thing before one more we break? Thing, Paul. Uh, go online at thecoalway.com. It's a great website. The last two commentaries uh, that are online now, again, it's thecoalway.com. The last two uh, weekly commentaries are online, uh, give you a wrap-up of 2020, uh, looking forward to 2021 in the markets. But there's also, uh, right on the front page of thecowalway.com, it's eight things to consider if you plan to retire in 2021. And who's the author of that? It's wonderfully done by 
Me. Jeff Kowal. <laughs> Eight things to consider if you plan to retire in 2021. I'm looking at it right now. It's a great article, Jeff. It's on thekowalway.com. Yeah. You may be thinking it's, it's, it's my turn to leave work now and retire. Where do I start? Am I ready to retire? There are a lot of things. You'll have me saved enough. Uh, what are the types of things that can blindside you in retirement? Those are types of things. But I'll just address a couple of them. One is assess your readiness for you and your spouse. What will you do with your free time? So you can see from this that it's not all financial. Uh, it has to do with quality of life. What are the types of things that you and your wife want to do, or spouse want to want to do in retirement? Um, do you? How much golfing can you really do? Uh, you, for many of us, it could be quite a bit, but that's not everything. I heard from some people that retire that said, "Yeah, but that gets old after a while." Yeah, but you know, for some of us, it look at it as as exercise. Even if you ride a cart, you right. still get. And you don't have to get, do it every day. You get seven or eight thousand steps in. Yeah, that's yep. that's pretty good exercise. And that's it's not just out. golf. There's other things. Yeah. We all say golf. It could be anything. Well, for us hackers, it's it, it quotes is kind of, golf is kind of in quotes. <laughs> you know, there's maybe drinking involved or maybe some, you know, it's not necessarily it's getting the lowest score. It's a social activity. Yeah, absolutely. It's fun to get out there with your friends. But your spouse may not be ready. She may have, he or she may have been retired for a while, have a certain routine, and are not ready for you to be home. Uh, so that's why you have to assess your, your activities and assess the readiness for both of you to retire. I know we have to break soon, Jeff, but after that, I want to get back to some of these um, items on your own blog, which is at thekoalway.com. Eight things to consider if you plan to retire this year. We're now in 2021. Today is January 2nd. We are live on the Retirement Clinic. That last one, I want to hit. It's it's the last one. Prepare for the things that can derail an otherwise successful retirement plan. Well, COVID came this year. Yes. What is what's twenty twenty? What's in store for us this year? We don't. But you know. can have all the things in order, but it could be taxes. It could. We'll get to it, Paul. You got to stick around for the rest of that. So, don't go anywhere. Yeah, I think it's going. There are some uh, uh, important things that you have to consider again if you're going to retire. It's not just the money, although money is a big part of it. At the Coal Investment Group, all of us talk the same language from top to do- bottom. We talk about retirement planning. We manage almost a billion dollars of assets for our clients, so we are used to handling larger amounts of money. Very comfortable. I think our our team is uniquely qualified to handle uh, cases or clients who have investable assets of a million, two million, three million dollars or more. Many of those, Jeff, are on the market updates done daily in WISN and WIBA. You can reach out to the Kowal Investment Group. Call 262-522-4040 or thekowalway.com in Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, and, of course, that new Racine office as well. The sexy segment coming up next. All right, we're going to get back to just own article, which is eight things to consider if you plan to retire this year, 2021. And because of COVID, because of many factors, Jeff, that we'll get into, there might be more people retiring and because of the record close for yeah. the markets last yeah, year. Yeah, we'll get into that in a second. I wanted to start with those for the sexy segment. Beware of retirement account breakups. And that's what I alluded to earlier, that uh, divorce can take a this is a Kiplinger's retirement report. It's actually a very good article. A divorce can take a bit, can look a bit different for older couples, and it's specific to older couples who've accumulated some wealth. They generally don't need to worry about children's support, 
child support or custody of young children, but splitting the retirement assets they jointly own and those that each spouse owns separately are another matter. Along with the marital home retirement accounts are often the older couple's single largest assets in divorce proceedings. When both spouses have retirement accounts, the combined balance should be considered along with all other assets. Now, this is where it gets a little tricky because the rules for splitting retirement assets differ depending on the type of account you have. IRAs, 401ks, or a pension can be very complicated. Transfer retirement funds from a former spouse can have unintended tax consequences and done incorrectly, so the stakes are high for getting it right. As an example, let's say your divorce decree, and this is getting off the, the article. The divorce decree said you're going to split up all the assets. So you get divorced, some, the other, one spouse is supposed to transfer the IRA assets over or 401k assets. Unless you have a particular order, that can't happen. And if you just pay it out, say, I'll take, I have half a million dollars, I'll take $250,000 out and pay it to you. Well, that means you have to pay taxes on that $250,000 yeah. or else you have to get the right order. And that's where we get into the right order to make sure from a tax standpoint you do it right. For one thing, you need a qualified domestic relations order. It's called a quattro, Q-D-R-O to transfer a 401k account or pension rights in a divorce. Few divorce couple, divorcing couples may know this. The order, which is issued by a court or state agency, and these are qualified plans, by the way, the pension 401k, recognizes a divorcing spouse's right to receive all or portion of the account owner's defined contribution plan or pension plan. Pension plan or 401k. There are two ways to divide it. The first is a separate interest in those account balances. Uh, you'll add up everything that's in those accounts, split 50-50. Great, that's an easy way to do it. The second allows, but it has to be with a quattro. The second allows the divorcing spouse to share in the payments of the benefits. Once both parties agree to terms, the account owner gives the document to the plan administrator. So it has to go to the plan administrator to split up those assets. Again, sometimes it gets, splitting a pension can be really more complicated because uh, it, pensions are complicated to divvy up. Not only does each employer have different rules for how and whether a pension can be split, but you'll also have to hire an actuary to calculate the present value of future benefits. That's where it gets complicated. Does it vary state to state too, Jeff? Plan to plan, generally not state to state because okay. a lot of these are federal rules, but it goes plan to plan for pensions at least. And that says that, that um, you know, you may get, Let's say it's two thousand dollars a month as the pension, as an example. You say we'll just play it fifty-fifty, but there you also have. That's one way to do it. But if you want to lump sum, you have to get an actuary involved to see what's the future value of that thousand dollars a month that you're going to get. What's an actuary? It's somebody that does the calculate calc the. Not an attorney. Well, no, and not an account. It's somebody that takes life expectancy into account, uh, other things, uh, interest rates, to try and determine the present value of a pension. So that's one of the things that an actuary does. There's one way to avoid all of this. Stay married. Don't get divorced. (laughs) (laughs) Easier said than done. Hey, divorce is, is, it's sad, Jeff, when you see families broken up, but it's a part of life and it is 50% of Americans. Yeah, But you just have to do it. You know, if you're going to be uh, involved in that type of situation, some of these uh, retirement accounts and the values of the pensions could be a million, two million, three million dollars or more. You can't uh, just be nonchalant about that. Yeah. There are specific ways that you have to set those up. Quattro's the qualified domestic qualified domestic relations order, the the thing that's issued by the courts. 
does not apply to IRAs. To divide an IRA between spouses, the terms must be specified in the divorce or legal separation agreement. So if it's a divorce decree, that's fine for IRAs. But to, for the money to be split free of taxes, the government should specify the dollar amount. Um, the agreement should specify the dollar amount. And then you have to go to the uh, trustee and tell them to split it up. So as an example, if it's Fidelity or Raymond James or whoever it happens to be, you have to go to that trustee, have them split it up. Now divorce, who does this? Divorce attorneys? The, the, yeah, the, they not, they'll, they'll likely do the qualified domestic relations order. Yes. The quattro. Yeah. The quattro. Yep. They'll do that. They'll do the uh, divorce decree, which again, you can use for IRAs, but if you're, uh, but for everything else, I, I mean, again, you have to get an actuary if you want it to get present. And many times a uh, husband and wife uh, at this time are not talking to each other, yeah. which makes it more challenging. Kids, home, there's so much involved yeah. in a divorce. And that's why they're talking about a later divorce, the great divorces for older people. A lot of times you may not be paying child support or things like that. One last thing. If the re- receiving spouse takes cash out in the transfer, he or she will owe taxes on the withdrawal. If younger than 59 and a half, a 10% penalty could apply too. Similarly, an account owner who takes a distribution from an IRA to give to a spouse in a divorce will be taxed on the payout. That's why I said you can't just take it out and give it to them. You'll be taxed on it. If you're under 59 and a half, there's a penalty. Don't do this alone. And again, if we have, we, I think we have a couple more minutes. So beware of retirement account breakups. Uh, call us if we can help you with that. Again, everybody from top to bottom in our office talks about retirement planning and investments. Um, so again, we're used to, to helping people in those situations, are sensitive to those situations as well. You got time. Back, thank you, Paul. Just back to the article. I'm just going to address one more thing. Um, and, and Paul mentioned it. He said, Pre- prepare for the things that... Um, can derail an otherwise successful retirement plan. Yeah. Things like long-term care needs, um, uh, umbrella liability policies. If you get sued, people sue the drop. If you have an accident, people sue the drop of a hat. Market collapse, family members needing help, taxes, uh, so much more. Just a couple other things in These there. These are unexpected things that happen in life that we don't plan on Correct. ever happen, but they do happen. Yeah. Especially things like Medicare and Medicaid. You know, a lot of times people will think that they're for free. They're not. So you might end up spending more in retirement because you do have to pay for, for Medicare. Uh, uh, some For some people, it, it's it's free. For others, you, there's a fee for that. Uh, Medicare supplement policies, those are the types of things. So you're spending too much money, assuming you won't need long-term care, or assuming that Medicare will take care of it. Medicare, I think it covers 100 days, uh, and that's it. If you have any long-term care incident, something that's going to last 90 days or longer, your Medicare will not cover that. So I mean, you have think to, about that. That's nothing. That's just three months, Jeff. Yeah. If you think some of these uh, rehabilitation, Alzheimer's, other things could last years. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you know, just make sure that, you, that you, you plan for things. Again, taxes, Medicare premiums, um, and spending too much in retirement. Um, some people think, and not our clients, but some people think they can spend less money in retirement. Typically, it always <laughs> happens. They say, no, I want the same payout in retirement. And that's, if you plan for it, you can do it. Not 80%, but it, it may be 80% of your gross, but we try to provide 100% of net income that you're making in retirement. So if I'm making just, say, $100,000 a year and I retire, my goal would be to continue that same 
lifestyle. Your goal would be if you made $100,000 a year and you took home $70,000 a year, that you would duplicate that $70,000 a year. In retirement. In retirement. You're talking about net pay. Net pay. Yeah. Because you may have had 401k contributions, union dues, other things that you may well, be paying. And you're losing your benefits if you stop, right? Right. Now you've got to go, and you may not be eligible for Medicare yet, right? Correct. So that you have to be careful with that, and you want to make sure that you, when you're doing the calculations, what we work with our clients on is to try and replace net income. So the net spendable income is what we're trying for, because that's what you're living off of. You're, you're living, living off, off what gross. you take home pay, not your gross income. Yeah, you're not living off the gross, you're living that's off right. the take home pay. That's a good distinction. And it's uh, <laughs> my daughter's first working their first job at a restaurant, oh boy. Wayne's <laughs> Restaurant in Cedarburg. They got their first check. I think Peyton was 15. And she looks at it and she goes, well, this doesn't add up. I did the hours times my hourly rate. Where'd the money go? <laughs> Welcome uh, to real life. Welcome right? to the world of taxes. Yep. It's a hard, Every kid should have to go through that to know yes. what it's like to work and pay taxes. Yes. In our practice, Paul, we bring that to attention of clients that we have different. We, we make sure we address tax issues when we look at the planning. And uh, also when you required minimum distributions, that's changing. We're going to talk about that after the break. RMD changes. That's coming up next in our final segment as we continue with the retirement clinic. We're on WIBA in Madison, WISN in Milwaukee. Check out thecowellway.com. They're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter as well. Or call one of their, well, this is the same phone number for the Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, and the Racine locations. 262-522-4040. All right, Jeff, just a minute left in the show, so we got to finish strong on the retirement clinic. Well, you know that 2020 was a weird year, but this it's, it gets weirder because, um, you know, with COVID, the, the SECURE Act um, passed in late 19, boosted the age at which uh, people could retire uh, and take required minimum distributions to age 72. So that's required minimum distribution. So there are three years, 2020, 2021, 22, 22, different rules for RMD all three years. 2020, it was waived completely. So you didn't have to take a required minimum distribution from retirement plans from inherited IRAs. 2021, we're going back to the old rules with the old mortality tables. 2022, we're going to get new rules with new mortality tables. 2020, 21, 22, new RMD rules each year. So, Jeff, because we're out of time, we're going to end with your phone number. Call the Coel Investment Group at 262-522-4040 or visit thecoelway.com. Happy New Year, Jeff. Thanks. Happy New Year to you, Paul. Thanks for tuning in.